Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans. I'm Clint. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, look, if you want a podcast that seeks to push through the Victorian era tartanry and romanticism to find out what the Scottish clans were really all about, this is going to be a great podcast for you. If you're new, we try to get into such questions as what was a clan, how did clans function, who was a member of a clan, how did clans begin, do my ancestors connect to a clan, what are some cool stories from the history of clans? If those are questions on your mind, then this is going to be a great experience for you. Um, in this episode, I have Mike Doyle from the Clans and Dynasties YouTube channel. And his he offers a u- unique perspective with, he kind of straddles, he's from Northern Ireland, and he straddles this world between Ireland and Scotland, meaning his content includes history from both locations, and he goes into clans from both Ireland and Scotland. So we thought it'd be kind of cool to get together and have this conversation that deals with the clans from both countries. Some of the specific topics that we're going to get into is the need to trace your ancestry to a specific location to know what clan you might tie into and not just go off of a last name. We also talk about the Northern Ireland element to this discussion. We we have, in the 1600s, we have a lot of Scots coming over from Scotland. Um, They're landing in various places in Ireland. So in Ireland today, we have a lot of Scottish last names, but... Does that mean if you have ancestry from Northern Ireland and the last name Scottish that your ancestors for sure came from Scotland? We're going to, Mike's going to share a perspective on that that's really interesting, I think. Also, we're going to get into some cool sources and resources for you that you can use in your study of Scottish or Irish clans. And I'll have links posted in the show notes for that. So go ahead and check that out if that's something that you want to pursue to flesh out and round out your own study of this subject. I'm really excited that I get to share this conversation with you. This was a very enjoyable experience for me. I do believe that if we didn't have any other time constraints, like no family obligations, no nothing, Mike and I could have just visited all day long on this. We're both very passionate about this. Like I said, it was really enjoyable, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I did, and I'm happy to to share this chunk of our conversation with you. This is part four of a what's going to be a five-part series. We broke this conversation down into five parts. It was about a two-hour conversation. We just And we did have an outline. We just visited with each other, and I think you're going to enjoy his perspectives. If you hadn't, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, the earlier episodes, you don't absolutely have to to understand what we're talking about today. But for sure, if you haven't listened to those already, you can go back and start there. Or just when you get done with this episode, make sure you go back and catch some of the other the parts of the conversation. And there'll be one to follow after this too. So... I think you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Go ahead, go ahead and check out his YouTube channel. Like I said, it was a Clans and Dynasties. If you just do a YouTube search for that, you'll find it. He's got tons of great content. Make sure you subscribe to that channel and set up notifications so that whenever he comes out with more content, you've got it. He's done not only some solo work on there, but he's done a lot of collaboration with Philip with Irish medieval history. They've got awesome episodes that they've just done together, and then they've got up other episodes that the two of them do with a guest that joins them for the conversation. I was just listening to one of these earlier today. I really, really can't recommend that channel to you more. 
In fact, I found his YouTube channel first, and then I decided to um, eventually, I've been following his YouTube channel for a while now, and I finally reached out to him and asked him if he wanted to do something together. As far as more resources are concerned, we have a great Facebook group for the Scottish clans. It's just called Scottish clans. Go over to Facebook. Don't go to the page. Go to the group. I keep on needing to remind myself to delete the page. The group is where the awesome conversations happen. In fact, I was just on there recently with some, some just really sharp guys on there. They, they, they argue with each other, but it's really educated arguments. And so, and they and they keep it civil. So go over there. This very, I'm better for having read those arguments. It helps me develop my own thoughts. The Facebook page, if you want to reach out to me specifically, it's the Scottish clans at gmail.com. Um, if you want to go over to scottish-clans.com, I've got more resources. I've got links to other episodes. I've got free PDF downloads. I've got a link to my online course about the origins of the Scottish clans. If that's if you want to go into something kind of like a mini college course, you can go check that out on there. Um, I've just uh, yeah, I recommend you to go over and check out some of the resources that hopefully will be of, of service to you over there. Some of it's free, some of it's not. If, uh, if you find value in what I'm doing here, go over to scottish-clans.com forward slash team, and I've got a QR code for a Venmo over there if you just want to do a one-time contribution. Also, there's a link there right next to that QR code that'll take you over to the Patreon site where you can, um, if you want to be a subscriber, uh, some of the levels of the subscribers, you get a shout out on the channel and others, you move to the front of the line for recommendations on content for this podcast, as long as it fits within the parameters of the podcast. So without further ado, I will hand you over to this chunk of our conversation. Irish history, I find that a lot of people find it very easy to have an association and same with Scottish with these clan lands, um, you know, uh, you know, all these ancestral hotspots shall we say is that we know that like up until the sort of um industrial revolution families didn't really migrate that far um you know it's like a 15 mile radius and even then those industrial revolution only had hot spots so if you're from industrial towns like dublin uh which became dublin or you know um glasgow okay that muddies the water a wee bit you know because you could be where all mcdowell's both sides of mcdowell's would have integrated and just moved to the same street you're not going to know which line you come from but by and far you know most families are you know we can see it in um census reports that you know wherever a family surname is 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 at its highest point is tends to be very close to in and around most ancestral hotspots. So it's normally if you've got a family from court, the Doyle's is a good example. Doyle is found in every sort of county in Ireland or primarily coastal regions, but uh, for most counties. So you can sort of gauge which Doyle line you're from, from which sort of, you know, uh, area your family's from. You're, you know, you're, there's a good chance that you're descended from that specific line. Not a hundred percent chance, but as good a guesswork as any historian can do. No, that, that's really interesting. You talk about where that name occurs most frequently. Most frequently is usually in the vicinity of where that family had power generations ago. Mm. I found a website called named.publicprofiler.org. That's the address. It's just called the top of the website. It says named, but it allows you to type in a like. I'm going to type in Doyle. And I guess I could screen share this. Um, it'll tell you where in the UK specifically it occurs the most frequently. It'll have like, maybe I can share my screen. 
I wonder if my doyles are there because uh, they don't often appear on maps. Oh, there you go. Ulster. Are, you, are you seeing that? Yep. Yep. That's my hotspot. Right, right there. there in South Ulster. Yep. Right in Southeast Ulster. Yep. And and you can do this with any, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, it can be like I've done it with the Edwardses and definitely, even though there are, Probably so the funny thing is just mm-hmm. like a little bit of a tangent, but it's kind of funny. My wife, so there's a famous football coach named Lavelle Edwards for BYU. And it's actually my wife's grandma's brother. The, the ah. whole BYU's football stadium is named Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And, and that's my, so he's my wife's great uncle, her, her, her grandmother's brother. And they, we had to do, when we started getting serious about our relationship and I learned that, I was like, wow, we need to do a quick family history check. <laughs> <laughs> but her Edwardses came from England. So there were Edwardses. So they didn't even speak the same language when they came over here. But yeah. when they, so there are Edwardses from there, but I actually use this website. And if you type in Edwards, the hotspots for sure in Wales. Now it's not the part of Wales that, that my folks came out of, but, but isn't this a cool thing when you talk about, you can find, I, and I'll include this link in the notes, but you can see where that name and I actually start typing in I've done this before I've typed in a bunch of clan names and just to see where is the numeric hotspot for that today versus where the ancient territory was and in many cases there is a very strong correlation yeah um yeah it, like I say we we have we know of records of obviously families moving you've touched on it before in your previous podcast with um you know uh uh building up an area with your own sort of um kin groups to gain control uh we know of um time migrations we know from from certain things you know whether it be the cromwellian sort of invasions and stuff. so we know families move um uh, in extenuating circumstances and, and by and large you could sort of separate some of them anyway uh, some families in the area will associate with those um uh, we'll try to sort of, you know, uh, intermingle with them. So a good one is the plantations of Ulster, um, which is often throws a lot of confusion into people where, you know, you can have Campbell's and McDonald's sort of coming into Ulster. Um, but at the same time, we have Irish families starting then to adopt the surname Campbell, you know, and around Armagh and stuff, because it sounds very similar to their Gaelic name. Um, you know, it's to, maybe to some families may have used it to avoid uh, prejudice or, you know, religious because of religious and all the other turmoils, you know, in, the, in that time period. But regardless for why they did it, we know it happened. So, you know, you've probably got Campbell's in America right now who are sort of like, well, my family came across, must have come across with the plantation settled in ireland and then have gone across to america and actually what we may find is that they just campbell's moved into an area with an irish family and they took the name campbell because it sounded very similar to their old irish name which i cannot pronounce but <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, but it is very similar to campbell um and we have the same with hamill as well that's a very common one that uh, uh, irish people adopted um because it's very similar to uh another uh hamill uh and uh obviously we know they came across with the plantations too so yeah there are uh, anomalies to that sort of idea of thinking but by and large we can sort of separate most of it because it's uh it happens in big blocks so it's it's you can sort of john grenahan is another good 
website to look at. Um, I'm just trying to find as uh, he's he's another great sort of uh, he does a lot of history on surnames and I, I don't know if he does um, Scottish. I can't. Uh, but it's Irish Ancestors so it's, it is Irish, sorry but anyone, uh, uh, Irish Ancestors by John Grenaham he's a good website uh, to look at if you're wanting to sort of get some basic information on um, where your clan sort of founded and you know, stuff like that So, Oh, that's great, yeah and, and a map with a wee hotspots and stuff so That's that's great and yeah, I, and actually that wasn't so much on my radar that's that's I appreciate you sharing that with us, that a lot of the Ulster, more native though, more native Irish were adopting some of these plantation um, people coming from Scotland or, or other parts of the UK. Um, here's a, a question, and, and actually I told you my connection to the whole Scottish clan scene. The thing that got me way into it and interested was that the, the McFarlands, actually my McFarland line were Ulster Scots. They were, mm. they were, they were, they had settled in Tyrone. Is that, is that how you say it? Tyrone yep. or? Cause that when I first, uh, started, uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Like Tyrone. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tur. Instead of Thai, it's Tur. Yeah. Like, you know, I think Tur. when I was first getting into this, like back when I was in college and I was working for a company called Icon doing their customer service. And, and a guy who I think he's living here in the U S but he was from Northern Ireland and, and I said, yeah, I've got the answers are from Tyrone. And he's like, he, he kindly, <laughs> kindly corrected me. And I'm still going through that today. I'm still like, Hey, you don't actually, it's not Sinclair. It's Sinclair and it's McLean. It's never McLean. And it's, I, I'll, I'll, but I kindly, I, cause a lot of these things I've only read, I've ever only ever read them, but so, yeah. So anyway, this, so this line, and I think I suspect it was during the the wars of the three kingdoms or the Scottish civil war, they were, I think they sided with Montrose and the, the Royalist side and that it, we know like that didn't go very well. I think, <laughs> I mean, it did for a while. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean that the plantations, um, sort of, we have private plantations, you know, the McDonald's were already well settled in yeah. Northern Ulster and Antrim. Um, and they would have brought across Kin and Kith yes. and, you know, all that kind of So, you know, and then um, we had uh, private plantations. And then so all through the sort of um, 16th and 17th century. But then we also had um, a lot more coming across uh, for uh, the factory work. Um, we, linen was uh, vastly produced in sort of Belfast and uh, all parts of Northern Ireland, actually. Um, and we brought in more people uh, into Northern Ireland from Scotland to man the factories. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of lot of movement. Um, and some families say my uh, sister is in the process of um, marrying her uh, husband from New Zealand, who's a Wallace. And his oh. family were also Scots from Antrim. Oh. And I managed to trace his line back to Galloway, actually. Oh, really? um, yeah, so uh, I... I because he kept telling me he was Irish, and I, I was like, "No, you're Scottish." <laughs> Just a, a family one. But I know uh, we've got um, probably. I think I heard you say on a podcast you also have Boyd ancestry. Yeah. And my wife is a Boyd, or was oh, a Boyd. Really? <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. So she's. Uh, so my children obviously have uh, Boyd ancestry. Um, so I unfortunately don't know my um, 
sort of Scottish ancestry. Um, it's happened. My tree isn't very in depth, um, so I uh, I just know I have it from location and genetics and stuff like that. Uh, it would be a bit weird if I didn't have some sort of yeah. Scottish ancestry being from Northern Ireland. Um, but uh, I, I have some links to the shores, but I think they might be the English branch. I'm yet to 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 delve deep. But I would love would love nothing more to be ashore. We Macduff descended from you know the, the <laughs> kings of Scotland that way. Yeah. The proper line. <laughs> yeah, the proper line. I love it. Yeah, have you read Have you read John Bannerman's uh, work on the Macduffs of Fife? I have not. Um, I tend to, although I would say I spend a lot of my life wikipedia and stuff like that you know just generalizing sort of uh good information just to sort of pass the time um i tend to leave these scholarly sources to when i'm doing research on the specific subject um because i get sidetracked so easily that if i do read something i have to then work on that product and then other projects get put to the side so <laughs> i'm going to jump on your side there and defend you with the wikipedia thing wikipedia gets a lot of hate but it is a really good platform to just get some general knowledge on something and if you're going to yeah. write a paper on it you can dive into the more scholarly sources but to just get tuned up on something the way there's so many hyperlinks so you can like who's that and you jump over and take a quick look well, at who that was I, and jump back i think it's way useful I would say that a lot of my friends who are in Irish medieval history, um, who are scholars and historians, a lot of them do defend Wikipedia too, in the sense that a lot of um, academics do edit the pages on Wikipedia, and they do often keep an eye on those pages and sort of keep them scholarly. But what I love about Wikipedia, like I say, it's a good skimming source. It's a good place to get a, your first footprint on <coughs> what you're looking at. Um, yes. it, it's not really where you need to base any ideas or theories or anything, but it's a good place to just start on a topic. And also is the source bar at the bottom is such a great place to gain sort of uh, an idea on where you should be looking for sort of academic sources. Um, a lot of it's a lot of good links that I've got from those sort of pages. So, like I say, it's it's not it's never my my backup to any argument. But it's always my entrance to any delving into any subject. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, those, like you said, those re that reference section at the bottom, some of those articles on Wikipedia are very well cited. And that has been a frequent source. I've often found very scholarly things out of that. And some of them are linked to a PDF written by an actual scholar, and you can download it and you can mark it up and... No, I've, I've loved that, uh, that aspect of, of Wikipedia. Thus concludes that part of the conversation between Mike and I. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember, if you have not listened to the previous episodes, go back and try those out. There's three before this, and there will be one to follow this, if depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, just a couple of reminders. If there is someone that you can think of that would enjoy the content on here, somebody else that's got some Scottish heritage and wants to get more into their family tree, or somebody who just likes Scottish history or any history, Make sure you go ahead and share this with them. Most of the platforms out there that have podcasts have some little, it's usually the same icon. Click it, 
send it in a text over to somebody who will appreciate this. I, I keep on bumping into people who are like, how did I know that the, not know that this existed? And maybe I'm just not good at marketing, but word of mouth can be very powerful. So I, I encourage you to, to share this with other people that you think might like it. Also head over once again to scottish-clans.com. There's tons of cool resources over there. Most of them are free. There's also the, not for free, but I think for a pretty easy price, there's my online course on the origins of the Scottish clans. If you have any trouble getting into that or any other things you want to reach out to me about, it's thescottishclans at gmail.com. So that's how to communicate with me. And also, if you want to contribute to the cause here, all this takes time, resources, effort, please feel free to give a contribution over at scottish-clans.com forward slash team. You can do a one-time contribution via the Venmo QR code I've got set up there, or you can click the link right next to that, and that'll send you over to Patreon where you can make a reoccurring contribution if that's something that you feel inclined to do. If you don't, that's cool because I like free stuff too, and here's a bunch of free content for you, and that's that's the podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed it, and and I hope you're... Got your eyes out for that next episode. Marshen Levendrasta. Drasta.